Hello, and welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. This is Sheila. And it's Father Casey. So, Father, we are in the dead of the summer. Yeah, it's definitely dead. It um, It is terrible. I hate summer. What? Summer is my favorite month. I mean, season. Summer's that month. It's a season, yeah. Yeah, I messed up on that one. Well, why... Um, you like summer better? Oh, I love the summer. Yeah, summer. this is miserable. This is like very hot in this room, which we have to close the windows now because there's lawn mowing happening outside. And I'm wearing four, three upper body layers, and one of them is made of wool, and it's a little rough. Okay. Yeah, I can see how that would be a little rough. You like you prefer the summer? Oh yeah, I like. Well, I like sports, so can't really play a lot of fun sports in the winter time. I mean, no, unless you're snowboarding. Do you snowboard or ski? No. Do do I either? don't do either. Okay. Father, I go down in a little sled. <laughs> That's how I do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I tried skiing once and it didn't work out so well. Um, and I've never tried it again. I'm lucky I didn't crash into people. I like ice skating now. I've never ice skated in my life. Oh, ice skating is so much fun. We should ask Julia about her ice skating story next time she's on. Maybe when, when you and she do a podcast together, you can talk about her ice skating story. Okay. From SLS. Oh, um, yeah. But... Uh, we, um, yeah, no, so you like, you like playing sports. Yeah. So, well, my favorite sport is Foursquare. Oh, okay. I think I played that once. Yeah. It's, well. Isn't that where you have to bounce a ball? Yeah. Across a blacktop. Yeah. I don't think I was good at it. Yeah. It takes a while to get good at it. Because you can't bounce it back to the person that bounced it to you, right? It depends on your rules. Oh. Ours, you can. It gets pretty competitive. It goes back and forth, back and forth a lot. And it, the ball has to bounce. Has to bounce. In your square or in their square? Uh, so it has to bounce in your square before you can hit it. And then you hit it back to someone else's square. So it's like tennis. It's okay. And it has to bounce in their square. Yes. And if you hit it before out. Before they hit it. Out. Yes. And if you go outside of the squares. how is there a regulation size of the square? Yeah. I think it's... I don't know. I, I did know because I spray painted it on our blacktop. So at one point I knew and I did the right size, but I don't remember what it is. Spray painted permanently? Yeah. Whoa. Did you get in trouble for that one? Oh, no. I convinced my mom. It was a good move. Well, uh, it took me a while to do it. I asked her a few years ago and she was like, no, we have to wait for this and that and this and that. And then last year I was like, hey, so. How about now? This and that is all done. And she's like, okay, fine. You can do it. Wow. And then we had, we only had gold and purple spray paint. So. It's quite flashy. I would be open to putting a chalk for a square here somewhere and trying to play. Yeah? I'd be open to that because I'm a cool I would priest. Definitely, you are a cool priest. But I am, um, I don't like summer. <sighs> I prefer the fall and the spring. I like the transition months, which apparently because of global climate change are we're getting less and less of. Mm. But I can't stand summer, like the this type of summer. It just... <laughs> Now, you were homeschooled, right? Yeah. Um, it does is summer different for you because of homeschooling? Because oh, I know summer yeah. for a lot of people is like, well, I get I'm home, I'm not at school anymore. Right. It was so much different, especially since I grew up on a farm. So in the winter months, there wasn't, I mean, there weren't any vegetables growing. It was only the cows and like maple syrup and a few other things that we had to do and take care of. So. There wasn't as much going on, so that's when we did a lot of school. Um, but then the summer came. My mom and dad are both busy in the fields, and then they need did help. You, did so. You have to, so you were busy during the summer, too. Oh, yeah, every day. I remember one of my summer memories, um, not being homeschooled, is that 
it was the first day of summer. Like it was really, I think we got out on a Friday, so it was like Saturday or maybe it was a Friday or whatever it was, but it was the first actual day of summer. Like school ended the day before. Yeah. And uh, what grade was I? I had to be in seventh or eighth grade. And I remember my father saying, hey, let's paint the upstairs. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, no, it won't take that long. And took all day to paint the upstairs <laughs> hallway. And I remember, this was before texting, so I don't, maybe it was that AIM, uh, AIM'd, uh, instant mess- AOL Instant Messenger, some friends. I'm just like, please help. <laughs> <laughs> right? Other friends in the neighborhood. Because I just wanted to go out, you know, riding bikes. I grew up in time. Yeah. This was pre-9-11. Um, and so the world was a safer place. And I just, like, I was supposed to go bike riding with friends and everything. And um, I just, like, he's like, yeah, let's paint the upstairs. Oh. And I was so, like, it's it's one of the memories I have. And I remember I was so not into it. And um, and now this is what happened. Like, I get a day off. What am I going to do? Oh, let's, let's learn Latin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Let's reorganize the bookshelves at the Catholic Center. Woohoo! Um, Sheila and Julia. Yeah, Sheila Julia, <laughs> go ahead and reorganize these bookshelves alphabetically by publication year. That's the equivalent of us painting the upstairs. That is. Hey, why don't we um reorganize? Why don't we do? Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of work to do in the Well, let's record eight podcasts. Oh, fun! And these are fun. They are fun. A little bit. No, I think they're fun. I have once a fun you get time. into them. Once you get into the podcasting, and once we figure out some of the technological stuff, we are recording. I'm double checking. We are recording. <laughs> Yeah, podcasting is a blast. And particularly now that we're a little bit better prepared and we have some stuff to talk about and we got we have like 30 outlines mm-hmm. of eventual topics. They're, most of them are empty, but um, they're there. We at least have topics and thoughts of things we could talk about. So Sheila, what are we talking about today topically? So today we're talking about spiritual direction. Nice, okay. Yeah, big topic. Um, spiritual direction, I think, is one of those things that, well, spiritual directors, not everyone has one. A lot of people actually don't have one, but I found it's very, very helpful to have one. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because in theory, um, and we'll talk about different forms of spiritual direction and different types of spiritual directors, hopefully, because it is like, you know, what what a goal is, because not everyone has a spiritual director. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? But it's, um, we need to work on it you know it's a it's helpful to have a guide if mm-hmm. you're actually trying to grow in holiness yeah and so you need that right i i remember um i don't even i think it's probably while i was growing up my dad used to tell me so when you start dating someone when you get into a relationship you should ask people who are not in the relationship you know so not your significant other what they think of this person and how they think it's going and I kind of think it's the same way with a spiritual director, be, director because when you're in the relationship, like you're attached, you get, you can't see everything because you're so close. And with a spiritual director, like it's an extra set of eyes. Yeah, it's exactly. somebody you can get advice from. And sometimes, I, I mean, I know my spiritual director gives me a lot of practical advice, and someone I could be honest with that, like, hey, this isn't working, or this is, or whatever. You know, honesty yeah. having someone that you can just be very frank and honest with Mm -hmm. about what's working, what's not working is tremendously helpful. Yeah. I think that's why it's good to know your spiritual director. um, Or at least for me, it was to know them outside of spiritual direction. Um, I knew every spiritual director I've ever had. I've known before. I've known them like personally before um, I've had them. So they already knew like, you know, 
what my personality was like, stuff that was going on in my life. And so it made it easy to talk to them. Yeah, because if it's not, if it's someone that you don't trust or someone you're not, it's not easy to talk to, it, um, it's just not going to work. Well, yeah, you're going to be bringing up stuff that you might not want to talk about. And that's difficult. So. Or worse, you're going to not bring up the stuff you don't want to talk about because you don't trust what they're going to say. Uh, that's not helpful. Yeah, that's, yeah. When I, um, when I got back from seminary, I, so I had the same spiritual director for four years in Rome, and then I had a different spiritual director my fifth year there. And then when I got home, I went through at least three different guys chatting with before finding um, the priest I meet with now. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, you know, and it's tri- It's a little bit of trial and error. And you don't need to be so rigorous, like, well, this is my spiritual director, and whether it's working or not, we're going to keep meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not quite, you know, there's one, it just didn't, it was too far away, and it wasn't working. There's another that his schedule and my schedule never really worked out. There's a third that really worked when I was in one assignment, but then when I moved that assignment, it became too far away. Yeah. And our schedules didn't match up. And so sometimes it just... It's and and with all of those, it's like it wasn't something that either of us were willing to change our schedules around to make work. Mm. Yeah, that's so important to do that, to be able to have that time because you need you need about like a good amount of time, not a lot, but like a significant amount. I think I meet with my spiritual director for like half an hour once a week. So I mean, it, it is something that you have to put in your schedule. Yeah, and and there could be there could be quick check-ins, there could be longer conversations, there could be um, you know, and I think spiritual direction is one of these things that can change and grow as a person changes and grows. That maybe mm-hmm. it's not something that like in in college and in more formative years, it's good to meet more regularly, mm-hmm. um, and then in other times it's like nope, just a little, you know. Sometimes I meet with people and it's just like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and we just kind of, okay, let's work on this. Let's talk about that. How's that going? Good. Check in. 10, 15 minutes a month. I'll put it like a regular check-in. And, and that could be um, that could be good too. And so it all, um, it, it's a flexible thing. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I remember um, the first spiritual director I had, it just kind of like, it just so happened that our, our schedules matched and it was a priest and he was in the, the right parish at the same time that I was going to that parish. And so I went to him for a while. Um, but then after a while, I just thought like, this isn't working anymore. I need to, to choose a new spiritual director. And it wasn't anything personal. Like I didn't feel like I was like stabbing him in the back. Like the spiritual direction, it was, it was meant to help me. And once it wasn't helping me anymore, I had to move on. And I think that's, that's a really good point to make. That's something I tell everyone I meet with right right off the bat because it's something that someone told me, uh, one of my spiritual directors told me in seminary, is that like, we don't take it that personally. If this is working, good. If it's not working, then we don't need to keep going. Like That's okay. It's not, and there's no offense taken if someone wants to meet with someone else or it's better for them to meet with someone else or if um, we've kind of exhausted everything that, you know, me and this person can talk about and I'm just gonna like they need a, a different angle a different viewpoint like mm-hmm. that's that's okay like that's a good thing sometimes it's good to have someone who knows you and have that long-term thing sometimes you need a different set of eyes and someone could say oh well 
do you realize that you do this or you do that? And no, I never realized that. And my old spiritual director never told me that, right? Yeah. So, and sometimes it's just a personality that's not clashing. Sometimes it's scheduled. But I always tell people, like, this is not, um, it's not about me, right? And, right. and sometimes it's going to be, this doesn't work out for me, right? Sometimes the amount of either um, help someone needs in growing um, or the the frequency which would they with which they would want to meet or the particular things they're going through and particularly if they're not part of the parish or of the university apostolate here it's just like this may not work out like i i have to prioritize mm-hmm. who i meet with based upon the assignment the archbishop has given me right and so it um and so sometimes i need to say like yeah i just don't know if this is going to work because on my end it's nothing personal it's just um there's only so many hours in the day right makes sense but so, yeah so having having that flexibility with uh, the ability to to break it off if it's not working is i think it's paramount to like actual spiritual growth to say like this is working or it's not working and if it's not working no offense yeah right and i think also like it's good to have more than one set of eyes. So you don't necessarily need two spiritual directors, but it's good to have other people in your life who you can speak to about these things and who can speak into them for you. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I think, I don't know, I, my view on this maybe has evolved that having a, a spiritual director is good, but having people that you trust, that you talk to about spiritual things um is is also good and therefore if you have one or not the other um so for you know some religious orders work spiritual direction into confession that you have a regular confessor who you go to confession to who you also can get some spiritual advice from mm-hmm. right or or that too at the end of you know at the end of confession if there's not a big line you just say to the priest like father you have a second for a spiritual direction question there's nobody else in line you should always say there's nobody else in line <laughs> right because the priest should and he may say like actually no we're already over time for confession i got someone waiting for me an appointment back at the office okay that's fine but it shouldn't take usually if we're only talking like a two or three minute question it's yeah. not that big of a deal and um what about this what about that okay and talk about this a little advice and then off you go right and so and then if it's another if then uh, there's a different priest here in confessions the next time you need some advice provided they are formed in the same spiritual tradition and you'd equally trust them and they wouldn't be giving contradictory advice, mm-hmm. then you can, you know, you could ask this person or that person and, and see where it all goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole point of it is just to bring you closer to Christ. So I guess it wouldn't, like, if everyone has the same goal in mind, they're going to they're gonna do their best to answer your questions. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you choose a spiritual director? Like, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, like maybe somebody that you know maybe somebody that you don't know if you're in order it might be just whoever's there if you're at a parish it might be that your pastor's there and it's convenient but are there any suggestions that you have for choosing a spiritual director so first i think the important uh, let's let's just step that back um a second before saying how do we choose a spiritual director it's um who could be a spiritual director right and when we talk about spiritual direction like who can offer spiritual direction so here's i don't know this may be diving too much into it, but I think there's a difference between a, being a spiritual director and offering spiritual direction, right? Spiritual director implies um, a personal connection and relationship. It implies um, that like this is someone to whom I, I'm trusting, who I'm trusting and all that. Someone offering spiritual direction 
isn't necessarily your spiritual director, mm-hmm. but that, that'd be like a priest in confession who it may not be the same priest as last week, but mm-hmm. for a little bit of spiritual direction is different than a prolonged spiritual director relationship. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So that there are people that can offer spiritual direction without necessarily being your spiritual director, right? Someone can come to me with a one-off question about prayer, mm-hmm. and I I would call that spiritual direction. Can I just like interrupt and ask a question? Uh, you, of course you can interrupt <laughs> and ask a question. Um, so... As like to become a spiritual director, is there like a class that you have to take or something like that? No, I don't think so. I mean, is there a class you have to take to become a mother or father? Like, is there a class you have? I mean, maybe marriage preparation, but not really. Like, no, I don't think so. Like, it's, um, I, I think I know some priests say like, well, I'm not qualified to like, you know, in, in parish priests, uh, someone from the parish comes and says, Father, can we meet for spiritual direction? I say, well, I'm not qualified. Like, you're an altar Christus. You're qualified. I remember a friend of mine said that to me right after ordination. I said, oh, someone in the parish asked for spiritual direction. I don't know, like, if I'm, like, it's like, you're an ordained priest of Jesus Christ, even though you're newly ordained. Like, you're an ordained priest of Jesus Christ. You're qualified. Yeah. Like, that's not, um, and even if you're if you're a, a lay person, but growing in holiness. And I think um, if you understand your personal boundaries, then that, like, I'm not going to tell somebody, go, like, leave your family, sell your house. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, if you understand that there are boundaries within, within which I will offer advice, that's helpful, right? You don't want someone who's going to tell you to do things. Like, you have to right. pray the rosary, kneeling every day, all 20 decades, right? Every day under obedience to me as your spiritual director, right? Like, you owe me no obedience. Like people, like I tell it to you, like you owe me no obedience. There's no if I, my advice works, do it. If it doesn't work, don't do it. You owe be if you're a priest, you owe obedience to your bishop. You owe filial obedience to your parents. Um, you owe obedience to the universal church and you know the the moral law. But like you don't owe me obedience. It's not like you know someone asked me for spiritual direction advice, and all of a sudden if they don't do what I say, it's a sin. Like that doesn't yeah. work like that. Like you can't just make up sins. Uh, it's a similar thing where someone says like, "Oh, I made a promise to God that I'm not gonna ever eat meat again," and I eat meat. It's like, well, did you eat meat on a Friday night? No. Well, then it's not a sin. <laughs> like it's not. It's not. It's not a sin. You can't just like make something a sin by saying to God that you're never gonna do it. Yeah. Like, Lord, I promise I'll never fall asleep ever again, ever. Like, you can't just make something a sin. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So that was a tangent. Um, so do you need a class to be a spiritual director? I don't think so if you understand what you're actually offering, right? If you think, if you're going to get into more of a Jesuit style of discerning of spirits and everything like that, you should have a little bit more experience in, in that type of a thing. If you're just going to offer someone tips on how they pray, what they should pray about, things that they're working on, mm-hmm. um, things like that. It's who do you talk to for advice? Like, do you need to have a class to offer someone advice? Like, so it depends on what you see spiritual direction as and what the other person sees spiritual direction as. And there are different schools of spiritual direction in the church, right? And so, and particularly this is important for like, like, yeah, a, a consecrated religious should speak with someone who understands their charism and they're a lot, you know, that mm-hmm. type of a life in a more committed way than um, a person striving for holiness in the middle of the world. 
um, as a priest, I, I meet with another priest, right? Yeah. And I think for me to meet, if I were to meet with a parishioner for spiritual direction, I think that would be inappropriate, Ooh. right? And so there's there's level, but who do you talk to for advice? And that that's okay. Like, that's a good, that's a good thing. I know particular times um, a number of women prefer to meet with um, another woman for spiritual direction. I think that's okay. Like, that's not a bad thing, provided it's we understand what we're talking about, which mm-hmm. is not obedience or exercise of church hierarchy yeah. or governance or anything like that. And that there's certain things like, no, we need to, that's a question for father, right? If you mm-hmm. always know how to kick it up to a higher court, then that's like, yeah, that's a question for father. Like, you should go talk to your pastor about that. Um, sometimes I'll say within spiritual direction, like, you know, you should really talk to your husband or wife about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be, you know, whether you do this or do that, like, well, what, is, what does your husband say about that? What does your wife say about that? Mm-hmm. Like, you should really talk to them about that. That's really a decision for the two of you to make, not for me to tell you what to do in spiritual direction if you're married. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So there's, if you understand the proper realm of relationships, then who could be a spiritual director kind of expands for who could you ask for advice, right? Who do you talk to um, for advice about stuff and what advice do you give? So I think that's very good that we should give each other advice. We should have a mentor-mentee relationship with all kinds of people, um, but that it is, um, but is within the right context. Yeah, that makes sense. And I remember someone said to me one time, the ultimate director of your soul is the Holy Spirit. Yes. So anyone that you talk to, if they're working with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be helpful. That's 100% true. The Holy Spirit's always your primary spiritual director. So now with that all considered, how do you go about asking someone to give you some, well, how do you ask someone to give you advice? And how do you ask someone to give you advice on a regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the question like, will you be my spiritual director? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I think it could be treated with like an immaturity of like, will you, can we go study? Like, <laughs> can we, can we, you know, will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my girlfriend? Now again, that, that almost, that's not a good analogy because it's, it's conflating a, um, uh, a director, what could be a, a parental relationship with a romantic relationship, but it's still just like a question like, will you be my spiritual director? Like that question freaks me out, right? <laughs> I'm not okay with that question. Usually can we meet for spiritual direction as long as it works for both of us? Like, sure. Can, can I offer you some, do you, you know, is, do you regularly want to come and chat and look for, you know, can I offer some advice? And if my advice works great, if it's not, and then at a certain point I may say like, you're not taking any advice I'm giving you. And, so maybe this isn't working because if you're not gonna do what I what I advise, no problem. But but why are we then, then why why ask? Yeah, like why if you if if this is more about you just talking, I'll call someone. Yeah, <laughs> I right. think there's probably phone numbers you could call where you could just talk at someone and they'll just listen. <laughs> probably that's the Simpsons episode, the Listen Lady. Marge became the Listen Lady. Really? Yeah. Oh, but when you say about like talking, I remember. Actually, I think it's you. Do you call spiritual direction chats sometimes? Let's yeah, let's chat. chat. Let's, let's chat. chat. Although yeah. I use chat for everything. I um chat is if you're in trouble and yeah, I, know. I need to I need to offer something as a boss, it'll be, Oh, let's chat. Like, yeah, hey, it's a little hey, bit scary. Well, or, do you have a minute to chat? Is usually not good. Let's chat is generally okay. Right? So let's chat is good or hey, you got a minute to chat? Yeah, it depends on how you say it. Depends on how I say it. I think I generally try to say things nicely yeah you do which can be a little bit scary because apparently because yeah. there was one day when i was trying to share some different information with people and it wasn't bad and i said um 
I even called somebody up to my, I'm like, hey, uh, got a second to chat? And went up to my office and they're like, I'm really afraid I'm going to get fired. <laughs> and it was somebody that I had no authority to fire. So I'm like, I don't even have authority to fire you. <laughs> what do you mean you're afraid you could get fired? How I can't fire you. <laughs> you can't say that, Father, well, and father, then bring them to your office. It doesn't mean that I'm not afraid you're going to. It's like, I have no authority. <laughs> It'd be like, I'm afraid that you're going to place me under arrest. You have no authority to, like, right? So it is very... um. No, let, let's chat. But there is something, if we if we see spiritual direction with that kind of regularity, familiarity, and a little, I don't want to say casualness, because it is important, but it is also, well, I get advice. Yeah. It's very natural. Very natural. Very natural. Very normal. It's not meant to be a weird thing. Yeah. When these things turn weird, you're my spiritual director. I place you on. I place myself under obedience to your will. It's like, don't do no, no. <laughs> what are you doing? No, stop. That's not how this works. I'm gonna offer some advice. If it works, take. Otherwise, I'm gonna be too afraid to say anything. Yeah. Right? If you're really taking what I say as like gospel truth, I, I'm. I'm not gonna say anything. Not bring up the big stuff. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, because uh, I'll be like, hey, you should maybe maybe get up 15 minutes early and try praying then. Okay. But I, I only got like two hours of sleep last night. But I got you said to get up at this time. I'm like, well, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, but I'm sick. Well, then don't. Like, you know what <laughs> Use I mean? a little common sense there. So anyway, that is um no. So when you ask somebody to meet for spiritual threat, like, and is it someone that, you know, if you're talking about a priest, is it someone that you listen to some of their homilies and you're going to know what mm-hmm. their general tone of advice is, right? Yeah. Um, and then if it's a lay person, do they do they live a life of holiness? And I would say you just, you even start, you ask them for advice on natural things. Mm-hmm. You see what kind of advice they give. Yeah. And then say like, hey, can, you know, um, could I ask you for some advice on some spiritual stuff? Like if it's someone who manifests holiness. Um, other times, a lot of these things are, are kind of um, fixed up things where I may say as a priest to somebody like, hey, why don't you chat with this person and see if they can offer you some good advice? Mm. So that it's not always that you have to go ask someone, but maybe you do ask your parish priest, who could I meet with um, for some uh, spiritual direction? And, and okay, well, what are you kind of looking for? I just had that happen recently. Someone texted me. Um, and in particular, it was, it was someone who was looking uh, for a woman to chat with. And I'm like, well, I know somebody, so let me, you know, it's a little bit of an arranged thing. Can this person call you? Sure, no problem. What are you looking for? You know, and, and that's that kind of thing. It just, it, it works. So yeah. it doesn't have to be super, um, super weird, right? It just can be normal. Yeah, and the what are you looking for? I've noticed that there are definitely different styles of spiritual direction. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, a huge difference. I remember I, I went from one, one priest to another priest, and I was shocked at the contrast. I was like, whoa. I thought all spiritual direction was supposed to be like the same style, just with a different person, maybe different, a little bit different advice. Um, but yeah, no, it, that's not true. Yeah, and look, that doesn't necessarily mean that all forms are, are right and good. They um, Some are probably better than others, and um, but that but maybe not. Like It depends on where you are and what you're looking for and what someone else is looking for. And so there are different schools. Um, and it, and therefore you got to find. I mean, what I would want to say then is not all forms are right and good for for the individual person, right? What what works best for you? What works like that is, what's what's going to help you be a saint? Mm-hmm. Like, how's it going to work? 
if you need somebody that you can really kind of go through talking about what's happening in your prayer, like that's fine. If you need somebody that's just going to like, okay, well, are you pray- like the Holy Spirit is a spiritual director. So like, are you praying? Good. Well, then talk to our Lord about that. Like, yeah. let's kind of help with where some of these stumbling blocks are. And just here's some advice or, you know, if you're newly married, talking to someone who's been married for a while and be like, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, what does that look like? How does this work with my spiritual life? Okay, like, great. That That's good advice. And, you know, may not have to be with, well, what's going on in my prayer? Just be like, how do you pray with, like, crying children all mm-hmm. around who mm-hmm. need you? Like, how do you give time to God when you have to be permanently available to your children? What does that look like? And just get good advice on that, right? So these are all different things. I do find sometimes maybe as a priest, I give advice with what works for me (laughs) and that doesn't always work for everyone else. And so it's like, yeah, no, you know, you need to maybe talk to another mom or another dad who's going, you know, I I can give a type of advice and it may work, but sometimes it may not. Yeah. Something about experience. Right. And so, um, somebody who is of a similar state in life and, uh, has been through some of these things can be a great person to ask for it but that's where like okay and that works for a little while and then it's not working like you need to go talk to someone else like okay i mm-hmm. i hope i'm not promoting too much inconsistency but i i think that it should be consistency of gospel message but whoever's going to best help you live that is the person you should talk to so what do you think about having two spiritual directors i know some people who will who will talk to a lay person um, and then also talk to a religious just because they want both. Yeah, I think as long as both of the people involved know that that's the case, then that's okay, oh, right? Because so if any one it. person thinks that you're, they're the only person you're getting, but like, I, I think that you, you got to have transparency no matter what. Yeah. And again, I think that you're chatting with two different people for spiritual direction with regard to different aspects i would say if you end up like having a different spiritual director every week every day of the week that you're just like changing then that's not helpful uh because gradually generally you want to like try to follow one person's advice you don't want someone else to give you contrary advice so Mm -hmm. i for anyone i know who is also like oh no it's helpful for you to talk to um this person of a similar state in life but if they still ask me questions about stuff i'll say yeah but maybe you should check and see if this person agrees with what i say or not right so it's there's there's clarity and consistency um, you know, we should always feel free to talk to our priests at the same way you should always feel free to talk to your dad, right? That, that there's something about that, but that if there's somebody else you get advice from that, that's fine. Um, that's good. Like that could be a good thing. And so it's all there. It's because spiritual direction is, a, is an organic and living thing. You can't just say spiritual directions, A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. There, there's a, there's a living characteristic to it. So, so we need to, um, yeah, we got to treat it like that. So spiritual direct. I mean, there's there's so much more we could talk about with this because it's such a good topic. I think we're going to end up circling back to a lot of these topics. Cause oh, they're, I think they're so, so too. good. We'll have part two and part three and part four probably. Part eleven spiritual direction. <laughs> part eleven. Father Casey has changed his position on this again. <laughs> anyway, but Sheila, this is good. So I don't know when this is coming out because of my planned awayness. So, um, but we'll see what happens. And great. So uh, from Harrison Francis, I'm Father Casey. And I'm Sheila. God bless.